0: Welcome to Farming Eternal, an eternal podcast for farmers, hosted by me, Patrick, or Padumaro, and Ben Graysher, back on the Data Mining Team. We have a super special bonus episode for you this week. Thanks to the generosity of our illustrious patron, Yistout, we have a preview card to reveal before the new set comes out this Monday. The card is Skywatch Zealot. It is 2 Primal 3 Exalted Dragon Ally Draw Card and it is a cultist, and it is an uncommon. So I think this card highlights a, a few of the new themes of the set. First, it has the exalted keyword, and for those of you who don't know, exalted is a new keyword that when this unit dies, you create a weapon that is equal to its power and toughness as well as any keyword abilities it has, except for exalted and you then get to immediately play that weapon on another unit. So you don't draw it, and it doesn't go to your hand, and you also need to have another unit on the board. It also, I think, shows that Tribal is coming back as a theme in this new set. And of the cards that have been revealed so far, there are a few Dragon cards, as well as Dragon payoff cards, and there are a few Cultist and Cultist payoff cards. So I think we're going to for the rest of this episode, sort of unpack this card and try to figure out its place in the set based on what we know so far. So Ben, I think one of the first questions to ask is, how easy do you think it is going to be to trigger the draw card with the dragon ally on this card?
1: Well, if we were talking about any previous set, I would say it would be quite difficult because there are tend to not be that many dragons in general, and especially not dragons at low rarities. Uh, you For draft, you really want to have like common and uncommon dragons, and hopefully cheaper on the casting cost, and hopefully in the same color as this card. So we do have some cards that meet some of these uh, restrictions, and I think those cards will be quite good with uh, the card we're spoiling here. Uh, the first one I would say that is a standout is Teething Whelp, which is the two-fire, two-two uh, dragon that gets bigger with mastery, gains flying, and, and plus, three, plus three with mastery. That card should be quite good because it is cheap. So you could play one of these first and then the other and trigger the ability immediately. There's also a Dread Hellkite, which is a, a cheap card. Dread Hellkite, I think, goes quite well with this. It, it's an uncommon, but it's a flyer. A 4 power flyer for 4 uh, so you can attack them for 4 and kill them quite quickly and then you have your zero three 3 creature on the ground uh, to defend there's also a few other uh, primal flyers that are a little more expensive like uh, Skycrag wa- Skycrab Wyvark the, the killer 3-3 three three, or Sapphire Dragon which is the 6-4 flying over 1 for 6 there's also a common in the uh, Set 6 format, uh, Sky Horror Draconis, which is the 4-5 flyer for 7 that permafrost things. Second, so the,
0: the, set 7 format.
1: Set 7, sorry, yes. That permafrost things. And I think the more this is supported at common, the better it will be. We, we don't have the full set, but I hope that if they have this this dragon synergy theme that they have in the set, that they'll support it at common. So I hope we see some more cards.
0: There's currently only a single common dragon in set 7 that's been spoiled. And that's what you said, the horde Draconis, which is yeah. the dragon that plays a permafrost. And then, I'm not sure if it's going to be in the curated packs, but the other common dragon is Topaz Drake, which is the 7-cost Skycrag dragon. That's 5-3 flying charge. So I do think, like you were saying, we do need a few more cheaper common dragons in order to feel comfortable that you'll be able to trigger this ability consistently.
1: Yeah. Typically, the uh, the ratio I like for um, uh, enablers to payoffs is four to one. So for every one of these, which is a payoff, you'd want something like four enablers. Uh, and it's going to be very difficult to get that unless you have common support. Now, it is a defensive card. It kind of lets you play a longer game, so you're more likely to draw your your synergy payoffs, but you do need those synergy payoffs. You can't just play this and be super happy for the dragon portion of this card. Now, what about the exalted portion? Because that's a whole new mechanic. Uh, we're seeing a number of kind of very small creatures that have exalted, and those are kind of doing okay right now. What, what,
0: what do you think about that? I mentioned this in the unreleased episode that we recorded this week. But I haven't had a ton of chance to play um, this new format, so most of my experience with Exalted is through the Discord. But people seem to really be liking a lot of the cheap Exalted creatures. The, the one that comes to mind as most similar is the 1-power one 1-1 one, one with Exalted in time. And people are saying that card is overperforming for that.
1: For sure. And so yeah. Now
0: the question is, um, for one more power, you get you lose one strength and gain two toughness. So I think obviously having zero power is, or having zero strength is not a benefit. How do you think that changes how you might interact with with the exalted keyword?
1: Well, I think it is really interesting. I think as a very small creature, like on the On the front half of the Exalted creature, the one power doesn't really help you all that much because most of the time you'll just be either just blocking something to save some life and move the Exalted onto another creature, or you're going to be buffing it, and then that buff will give the attack to make it relevant. Um, So you draw strength or whatever on on the creature, and then that makes it big enough to trade. Uh, By itself, it's not going to do that. So... I, I think you could still use those same buffs on uh, this creature the problem with having high toughness on exalted it's a benefit and a, and a problem let's say you cast a you know draw strength for three or four well now you have a like a three six or a four seven how's that creature gonna die while killing something it, like it's a lot harder to engineer a situation where you trade and then move the weapon over and keep your temporary buff uh, in weapon form so so I think it's it's better that the, the zero 3 body is way better at blocking it could block a lot of the two twos in the format and obviously not die uh, but the one one body is better when you have the synergy the the buffs because it's more likely to die you'd really like your buff spell to make it big make the exalted unit very large to kill the uh, the opponent's creature, whatever you're blocking, and then you want that to transfer. And when you have a high toughness, it's unlikely, like you can still cast your buff, you can still kill their creature, but your guy is unlikely to die. So that's kind of a problem. But it is it is much better at being a creature than the one one is. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the card I was kind of thinking as a comparison is Warn Shield, which is kind of what the weapon that this card makes when it dies
1: on the baseline
0: yeah and like you were saying i i at least my sense of it right now is that's going to be the weapon that you create a good portion of the time because this doesn't play well with buffs and dying like you were saying and so my question is for one more power is the fact that you you get to block a little bit of damage so is would warm shield be worth one extra power and cost if, as a benefit, it gave you plus three, plus four health.
1: Well, I think it's not just going to gain three or four health. I think it's going to gain two health a bunch of times by blocking two two creatures, potentially. Mm-hmm. And then you can potentially block a very large creature, and then you gain more than its health, hopefully, in uh, in damage prevented. So I do think the ability for the Warren Shield to kind of sit in play for a while and then go on something is worth quite a lot. Certainly at least one power. Uh, If you look at a card like the 2-2 Time Weapon that gained you a bunch of life when it came into play Mm -hmm. um, for four, that was much better than even, I think, Backpacker's Machete, even though it cost more, just because it gained you a a big chunk of life. And I think this card is going to enable some strategies that want to play a little bit of a longer game. Whereas Warn Shield doesn't really enable that very well at all. Mm -hmm. Like you make your one guy bigger and then they kill it. This comes out and does its job for a while and then maybe moves over. Now, I think, like, so that's good. But I think one thing that is maybe limiting for this card is that typically what you want to do is you want to transfer the stats to a unit that is better than the unit that's dying. Now, one thing you can do when you, like, draw strength and block and die is move that all those stats onto a flying creature, right? And then the flying creature is huge and kills your opponent very quickly. When what you're transferring is toughness, that doesn't really help your flying creature as much. You, mm-hmm. you want a flying creature that's a 6-1, not a 1-6, typically. Um, so it's a little bit awkward there. You're going to want to use it for a different purpose than the other Exalted creatures are getting used for. Because the, the toughness transfer is just more defensive. It doesn't help you really kill your opponent. It's definitely going to be a different purpose than these other cards, but I think it, it could still be good in a defensive deck, especially one that has maybe some dragons to, to get to in the
0: late game. One thing I did notice though is that a lot of the dragons and flying creatures even just all around in Eternal often are do have much higher attack than toughness. You know, there's yeah. a lot of like 3/2s or 4/3s. And if there are more flyers just in general since if since like for example dragon seems to be a supported archetype, um maybe making one of your dragons be able to now attack through an opposing dragon could be a beneficial. um,
1: No, I think that that is a very good point and it does protect you from damage based removal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like if there are some small damage effects or relic weapons, that sort of thing. So they're not going to like, obviously it's better to have more toughness on the unit. It's just not as exciting as something like, you know, plus four, plus four. Mm Um, yeah, plus there. two plus six is a little, you know, it, you want you want those stats on the creatures that are doing the blocking for you so that you can kill them with the air units. And, but I completely agree with your perspective. The more flying creatures there are, the more it matters that your individual flying creatures can attack and survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this should help that a little bit.
0: Uh, the other thing, and I'm not really sure because I haven't. Really look through the list of new the new curated packs since it's almost 800 cards. Is are there any think are there any cards that sort of support high toughness? Like in the last format, there was Twist, which would really appreciate an O3 exalted card. So I think if there are a lot of Twist cards, and those cards, for example, are in the more co- the more common the more common cards in the curated packs, you know, this that could also bump up the usefulness of this card.
1: It could. Uh, looking at the Flame of Zolta draft packs, there are Twist cards, Bulbous Humbug, Blurry Chaser, Outlaw Ringleader, mm-hmm. uh, Deadshot, Lightning Sprite, Razor Quill, Blood Nurse. Yeah. So a lot of those are in the set, but it, it really, like, it really matters. Whether they're at the advanced appearance rate or not. Yes. And they were saying that they wanted to put cards at the advanced rate that had synergy with the new set. And I think, just in general, that probably, like the toughness matters stuff, is probably not the core synergy. The core synergy is probably things like dragons, cultists, uh, weapons, spellcraft weapons, especially Mm -hmm. for for uh, muster and uh, mastery to some extent. One of the first cards they released was the Dragon Synergy card. Yeah. And I said to myself, well, they better put some dragons in the set. Um, so I would expect them to see some of these at least be at, at the elevated rate, mm-hmm. because otherwise we just are not going to have any dragons for our Dragon Synergy.
0: Okay, so the next thing I wanted to think about is the card that this feels most sim- similar to me, at least that previously existed is Temple Scribe, which is the two-time-time, one-one, summon, you gain one life and draw a card. So Temple Scribe is a sort of constructed staple, but how did you... Is Temple Scribe a good card in draft?
1: I think it was a constructed staple in several sets ago, I would say. Yes. Because, you know, kind of two power is the rate for drawing a card, and you get a little bit of... uh, a roadblock for your opponent, or maybe you're playing something like Xenon Obelisk in those decks, but you don't see this card in ranked outside um, probably Obelisk or Token decks anymore. Yes. Uh, I don't think that this card was good in most any past format, like anything from set five on just because of the influence cost. You You don't want your card draw spell, which is hopefully drawing you into stuff that you can play to be hard to play. You want it to be easy to play. Because then if you are in poor influence shape or, you know, tight on power, you, you can still draw your way out of it. You, you don't want to have this card as, like, its board impact is very minimal. Mm-hmm. It's probably not going to trade for much. And the whole, you know, chump block something plan is not, not amazing. I don't think that this card is, is very good or has been very good in draft for, for some time now. So that's not a good sign for this card. But w- one of the problems Temple Scribe has is it couldn't do anything in combat. Now a 0-3 can't kill anything, but a 0-3 can block some stuff, and there's evangels, there's there's a bunch of 2-2s in the set. So m- maybe the 0-3 can do more than the 1-1 body, and it's easier to cast, it's not double influence or anything like that, right. the card that we're previewing today.
0: Yes, and you also get that 2nd zero three. 0-3 if your zero three dies
1: right well, so, it, so it's
0: giving you a lot more stats but again this is su- assuming how easy it is to trigger the dragon ally
1: well yeah there's the two halves right because you get the card right away you don't get the card when you get to like seven power or whatever and finally get to play your dragon like that's when like drawing a card is good at any point but you'd rather draw it like before turn 10 or whenever you get to seven power so this card is is better at drawing cards. But the other card is better at uh, being a creature, uh, mm-hmm. so I think I think our card is going to be better in in a lot of ways than, than Temple Scribe. And Temple Scribe was an uncommon as well, so that's yeah. a pretty good comparison.
0: So I have a couple other comparisons that I thought of, um, and just wondering your thoughts on relative power sure. power level. Uh, one is an, also a new card that's Eager Offering, which is the three times zero four. At the start of your turn, sacrifice eager offering to draw two cards.
1: Yeah, I've seen this card in packs, and I haven't played it yet. I've done four to six drafts in the new format, and I've seen this, but but not played it. Um, it does seem like, you know, a wisdom of the elders that maybe gains you some life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think that's okay. I think this card's certainly better at drawing cards than our card. But it's worse at being a creature. It's it right. is kind of a life gain spell. And you can't block something really big with this card, or you don't get your two cards.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it, it does have to live, it does have to not be silenced, that's that sort of thing. So I do think it's probably better than this card. It's also cheaper. The the four toughness instead of the three toughness, I mean it's just hard to consider this this zero four that we're talking about now as a creature because it goes away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you'll get the one turn of of blocking, but like you were talking about before, this is likely to gain you exactly one to three life, yeah. Uh, rather than the card we're previewing, which could gain you two life multiple times and then chump block something big, so it could be ten life that our card gains you, and, and this card is going to do much less on that front.
0: Hmm. Okay. So then another kind of interesting comparison, I think, is Excavation Assistant, which is the I think one that's time pretty good, yeah. zero three with Flying and Summon Scout. Now, Scout is obviously worse than drawing a card, and this doesn't have Exalted. And I don't think Excavation Assistant was ever a premium card in draft. No, I,
1: I, not, not great. Now, if you say that Scout is like draw half a card or something like that, this does line up pretty well with the costs uh, on the card we're previewing here. So I think that is a good, relevant comparison on, in terms of what the body will do. Well, it's in play, and you could. Th- there was a strategy of excavation assistant plus weapons uh, when excavation assistant was in the format, and things like horn or obelisk, that sort of thing, work really well with uh, whatever you have for flyers. So I think this; these two cards are pretty close together in terms of the body and the card draw ability, and then uh, it's just our card has exalted as well, and I think I do think the exalted is. A large portion of the power of the card, mm-hmm. just like on the other exalted cards, they've been very conservative in how uh, how big the creatures can be. Like there's a one-one quick draw for three with exalted. One-one mm-hmm. one quick draw for three is that's real bad. But but the card is seeing you know some play because of the way exalted plays out. So I think it's better. I think it's better than excavation assistant. Mm-hmm. But I think body wise that is absolutely correct. It's a wonderful yeah. comparison.
0: And so then I think the final thing to mention about our card is the cultist unit type. Because cultist does seem to be a supported unit type in this in this set. But I did a quick um, Eternal Warcry search. And there is only currently one other primal cultist, which is Tidecaller, which is the three primal, three, three. Muster, play a 4-4 Living Wave with Charge, sacrifice it at the end of your turn. Um, so this card, while it seems actually pretty good, is not really a Cultist support card or has anything to do with Cultist. So as far as I can tell, it doesn't seem like Cultist is currently a supported tribe type for Primal. So I'm feeling like maybe that is not necessarily a direction you want to take this card.
1: Yeah, and I think most of the cultist stuff is like sack a cultist to do something. So we'll need to see a little more of this set before we say too much about uh, about this. But I'm not like super excited about it being a cultist, for example.
0: Though I, I, I will say, there. this is not a bad card to sack.
1: It's if you get the trigger, then yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, before you get the trigger, I'm. It's as good as anything, really.
0: Uh, yeah, though, and there is that, like you mentioned, that really great shadow dragon. So maybe that could be a thing in um film yeah. where you get your dragon trigger, you draw a card, sacrifice this for extra value, and get a worn shield out of the deal.
1: Yeah, I think honestly, I think that that four three flying deadly uncommon dragon is is very good with this card uh, on like all aspects. There may be other dragons as well. Let's hope there's some other dragons to, to power this up.
0: Yeah. No, I th- I really think there has to be. Yeah. Um, so uh, in summation, my final question would be, like, if you have a dragon deck, does a two-cost Warren Shield that gains you a few life, it's debatable how much, Ben thinks a lot, I would say sure. about three, and draws a card, a card you would want. I does think that- so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But th- the... You you do need the enablers for it, and like I said, you want something like four four enablers to to um, make this happen. And if you can if you can do that, I think there's no reason to not not play this card. It seems quite good. And this card, if you play it after the dragon, it triggers just instantly. That's the way the ally stuff works. Uh, it's your opponent can never like kill this in response. Yeah. Uh, so they have to either kill it or you'll get the you'll get the card when one half or the other shows up.
0: Yeah, and that is the nice thing about ally, is it's not order dependent.
1: Yeah, and there's no uh, response window. Uh, Also, uh, just one last thing I'll say about this is that any weapon-based buffs are going to make this a very good defender, and weapons should be uh, something that Primal cares about because that is one of the muster uh, colors. Um, and things like Spellcraft Weapons will, will do quite a good job uh, on this card mm-hmm. because they'll, they'll make the body even more relevant. Any, any attack you add to this will be very good. Uh, Horn of Plenty is in the new set, that's, that's another way to increase the attack, and it just makes it even more of an impressive defensive creature.
0: Okay, as an aside, how does Horn of Plenty work with Exalted?
1: Really, really well. Just Horn of Plenty, you'd get a one poor weapon on something, and 1-4 weapon is a Quite a lot better than a 0-3 weapon, and there's a lot of like one one spell power or sorry spellcraft weapons in the format. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so I think that's our the end of our special episode here. Once again, thank you to Yistat for giving us the giving us this preview card. We really appreciate it, as well as a thank you to all our patrons uh, for making the show a success. And for those of you who are not a patron or who are hearing this for the first time to hear about this preview card. Give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Add us to your podcasting app, whatever it is. And also join us in our Discord, where you can find a link in the show notes. We have a lot of great discussion there, and a lot of people just who really love Draft and love talking about Draft. So we welcome all newcomers. And finally, thumbs up all of Raven Dragon's uh, Reddit posts about this show it really helps support the show and gets new listeners and also uh, for those of you who don't know we do we have a seven win deck list uh, project that we do where we collect listeners seven win deck lists and we use that to get stats about how well cards are doing how well factions are doing and give us a lot of data so we can better explain to you what's doing well in the new format. And as this is a preview card for the brand new format that's about to come out, it is really important that we get as many decks as we can so that we get more data and can get out this information to you faster.
1: For sure. We have, um, we have collected over 1,000 seven-win deck lists uh, in the history of this podcast. We had uh, hundreds in the, each format in the last few formats. So th- this is a real project. Contribute to it and, and you'll see the results.
0: Yep, and so if you do get any 7-win decklists in the new format, send them over to farmingeternal at gmail.com or uh, join the Discord and post it in the 7-win decklists channel in the Discord. And remember to keep on farming. Bye.
1: Bye, everyone.